I think people need to understand that it absolutely can happen to them. We need to be prepared to prevent it or prepared to react to it. This is C-Suite, the podcast where you'll hear stories from real people, leaders, and cybersecurity experts about how to stay connected and protected. Every episode, we'll explore different cyber challenges and highlight the many ways we can enhance our online security, reduce the likelihood of attacks, and improve our digital confidence. I'm your host, Claudette McGowan. In theory, being hacked is every internet user's worst nightmare. Despite this, many average users aren't aware of the steps they should take to defend themselves and their data against a potential attack. The average internet user often isn't educated on how to prepare for a cyber attack or what to do in the aftermath if a hack were to occur on their system. With hacks on the rise, it's more important than ever to keep cybersecurity top of mind. But big corporations aren't the only ones being targeted. This advice goes for the average, everyday internet user too, even if all you do is scroll Twitter now and then. On today's episode of C-Suite, we'll be hearing from two special guests. First, we'll hear from Ashana, a Vancouver-based entrepreneur who experienced a hacking incident that made her re-examine her online presence and security. Next, we'll hear from Kevin Dawson, the president and CEO of ISA Cybersecurity, a company that provides cybersecurity services protecting businesses from cyber threats. Before she experienced her own breach, Shauna was like most average internet users in that she didn't consider cybersecurity one of her top priorities. Although she considered herself a savvy computer and internet user, cybersecurity simply wasn't top of mind for her at the time. I didn't really know anything. So it hadn't even really ever crossed my mind other than, you know, obviously we have to put passwords in for important information. I really didn't know anything. I just sort of assumed that, you know, businesses and organizations were taking steps to keep our information safe. And I just kind of was a blind consumer in that way and had no real concept of an industry of people trying to find and take away people's data. And I was studying geological engineering and, and so I was, you know, using it heavily for mapping and, you know, internet usage. I I was using it extensively. Like I wasn't some, um, you know, novice user of the internet or of computers. Like I, I definitely had sort of deep knowledge into a lot of different programs. Pretty, pretty savvy, I would say. I've been hacked a couple of times in minor ways, like on social media, but the one that I was going to, you know, share with you about today, um, you know, happened, you know, a number of years ago, but I was in university. So I was like, ah, you know, let them take my information. Who cares? Like, I haven't got anything to hide, but you know, that's a little bit of a, a very, I don't know, it's just sort of a silly thought really when you think about it, because there is actually, you know, significant implications to having your information stolen. And I guess I was really naive when I was suggesting that in my mind. (laughs) Prior to being hacked, Shauna was inexperienced with cybersecurity and her attitude towards potential threats was that it was something that was far removed from her everyday life. 
and would probably never happen to her. This perspective, unfortunately, all too common today among everyday internet users. According to Kevin, the first step in avoiding catastrophic implications of a cyber attack is not preventing the attack, but preparing for it. He joined me to explain why there tends to be a general feeling of invincibility among many internet users and how this perspective can ultimately lead us astray. I think people need to understand that it absolutely can happen to them. Although the majority of cyber attacks are directed at corporations, those that would be hackers are very smart individuals. They go after kind of the bigger piece of the pie, which is bigger than you and I are individuals, but it can happen to them. We need to be prepared to prevent it or prepared to react to it. We all like to avoid unpleasant thoughts, but ignoring it won't make it go away. Just kind of like your physical health, you need to be proactive and, and stay on top of your health. Another big challenge is that people tend to hide being the victim of an attack out of shame and embarrassment. And when you don't hear those around you talking about how it happens to them, it can seem less likely. But reality is more people than not have, have experienced some form of, of cyber attack and have been victims of these sorts of things. And it may not be a ransom. It may be something like an email compromise. And therefore, kind of the reluctance to talk about it also means that people aren't learning from it and supporting each other. The sad truth is, Many people aren't open about their experiences with cyber attacks due to the fear of being judged. Shauna shared with us a story about one of her social media profiles being hacked and her emotional response to having her accounts compromised. Actually, my ex-husband who called me, he's like, did you know that you've been hacked? I was like, no. So I then went in and, and I could see all this, you know, this information that had been sent. And uh, so I immediately just sent out a you know a notification I'd been hacked whatever and then I went and changed all my passwords there and across the board on different things because I just feel like if your passwords to your socials can be hacked easily so can other passwords so I just went in and I changed passwords to pretty well everything. All of my friends were suddenly getting messages from me to purchase lipstick <laughs> and then when you clicked on it it went to a pornographic site um, but you see these messages all the time and you typically do can tell that it's not the person I mean I sort of think like there's sort of a classification of cybersecurity hacks from nuisance right on up to safety right like I think you know these I would these situations that I'm describing I would classify as you know various degrees varying degrees of a nuisance, like more annoying and, you know, frustrating, um, disheartening, whatever. And so I'm like, okay, we go from this, like, you know, on the spectrum of nuisance up to, you know, major safety issues. And even now, I'm like, as, as much information as I have, and, you know, thankfully the small hacks, the nuisance hacks that have happened to me have not really, you know, dramatically impacted my life. But the, they can if you, if you don't take proper precautions. And I think we all need to really be considering cybersecurity as a very important issue. So, you know, getting compromised is, 
it's almost like a you feel like the, you're gonna have some reputation you know like if people think it's actually you like I'm like do people think that I sent this like you know what's you know what's the scenario there and you know so I was worried about that also just like if they're hacked into my accounts can they see everything I've sent so certainly an emotional reaction as Kevin mentioned These attacks can happen to anyone, and they're much more common than you might think. Cyber attacks feel personal, and it makes sense that you would have an emotional response. This makes it even more important to remain calm. Although Shauna's reaction was normal and frankly to be expected, Kevin had some words of advice about how she may want to handle the situation in the future. What we recommend to our corporate customers, the same as as individuals and and, and people out there, is uh, as best as possible, try to stay calm. Dealing with a cyber attack at a corporate level or individual level is not how any company or person plans to spend their day. But these sort of things happen. If something happens, take a deep breath, deal with it. Another suggestion, take notes in a panic, kind of just as the same as if you kind of see a crime, you, you want to write things down quickly so you remember them, like license plate or whatever. In this situation, take some notes. Some of the key details might get lost. If a ransom note appears on your screen, take a picture of it with your phone. Jot down what you were doing when the message came up. Were you browsing the internet? Did you click on a strange email? These small details may help you identify kind of how this happened and, and the infection and therefore help you aid in determining what to do next. Kevin's advice to stay calm and take notes when faced with a potential hack would be beneficial to anyone, no matter the kind of cyber attack they're encountering. It's important to remember that if one of your accounts was compromised or affected by a cyber attack, this could mean that other accounts or devices are exposed. It could also mean that others on your network are exposed. Kevin explains it's important to understand the implications of even a small hack and have a plan in place. Look at who to call, what's impacted. If, depending on this is a personal computer that you're also using for work purposes, or if it's an office assigned machine you're using, if it's an office assigned assigned machine, or even a personal computer that you use for work purposes, be sure to report the incident to your employer's IT team. They may be able to help and and diagnose, may be indicative of something bigger. Again, remember to place holds on your your credit cards. You also, depending again on the nature of it, and and, and obviously the the defend and reaction start part are dependent on what the actual uh, event is. Sometimes you'll hear about how you've been hacked from somebody else because they've broken into one of your email accounts by leveraging your password from some other breach. And then they'll start exploiting or trying to exploit your contact list and your friends. And oftentimes, and sometimes it'll be a contact that you have that notifies you and says, hey, why are you asking me for a gift card? I mean, this is weird. And that'll be your first indication. So you'll have to figure out another means to communicate with those people as well, such that you can let them know that that this isn't coming from you and if they receive emails uh, from you. And then uh, another consideration is others in your home. Are there other other computers in your house or others who share your network? Because those individuals may also be impacted by however you were impacted. For Shauna, ultimately her experience ended up being beneficial to herself and her team because it made her more aware and vigilant with regards to potential cyber threats 
and shifted her perspective about cybercrime in general. The response ended up being me and my team looking at all the ways we could be compromised and how we would respond to it if it happened to us. Thankfully, it was a very benign hack. However, it just like caused us to really consider what we would do in the future. I mean, it mostly just got sent to my personal contacts because um, it happened through my personal accounts. But my personal accounts are all attached to my business accounts. So that's, I did, you know, I, th- that was one of the rabbit holes I went down. Like, what are they, you know, how is this working? What's being said? But yeah, nothing too, too dramatic. Really, it was just our response to be preventative in the future. I think that one of the biggest things is just awareness. So like, you know, when we think about people committing crimes, we don't often think about them as like super intelligent people. But typically cybersecurity issues are you're dealing with um, criminals who are experts, who are very smart and intelligent, and they know what they're doing. And they have to have a significant amount of information and, and knowledge to access these systems to be phishing properly and looking for the right you know, things to steal. And they are sophisticated. And so we have to remember that our approach has to be sophisticated as well. And, you know, it's not like it's just some, you know, gamer in his basement hacking the bank systems. You know what I mean? Like it's typically, you know, people in, you know, a faraway country, you know, and then oftentimes the information is being routed through South America and then back to Eastern Europe. And, you know, and so it's never, you know, this is, these are sophisticated systems and they're not easily traceable because they know how to keep themselves, they, they know how to protect themselves, <laughs> you know? And so I think it's really, the awareness has to be there. I, I definitely think there needs to be more education around it for business owners, especially, but anyone really, but business owners who do have a lot of client data, who do stand to lose a lot if, you know, anything goes awry. And we have to understand that that's what we're dealing with. And we have to approach it um, with eyes wide open and with some solid tools in our tool belt on how to prevent it as much as possible. Kevin echoed Shauna's sentiments about the sophisticated nature of today's hackers. He notes that no one is immune to the threat of cyber attacks, but there are things you can do to prepare in advance and minimize the damage in the event of a cyber hack. I think even if you're doing the best you can, the complexity of our modern computer systems, both corporately and individually, coupled with the sophistication, relentlessness, determination of cyber attackers means that really none of us are impenetrable in high stress situations where kind of every minute counts. It can be hard for people to think clearly. And just like we advise our business customers to create an incident response plan in the event that they are breached, individuals should also have a personal plan in place. Uh, Doing things like, again, preparing the call list in advance can help provide some peace of mind and help you Respond as best you can when something happens. So be vigilant with your emails and your texts uh, and train yourself or or get training on how to spot a phishing attempt. Basically, if it looks suspect, treat it as such and do some research before opening. For example, this could be taking an email address and, and, and running a Google search on it to see if it's come up anywhere else. As more and more people kind of share and, and create communities, you'll often find on the internet others that have said, hey, I got this email and it was, it, it was malicious, don't click on it. 
And you'll be able to find that very quickly through through things like Google searches. If it's a text message that looks suspicious, uh, put the phone number in to Google and search that as well and, and, and see what comes up on that. Oftentimes, these things will come up as... Uh, as as indicated as well that that they're they're not compromised. If an email comes from what looks to be a friend, uh, oftentimes if if there's a call to action to do something emergently, transfer money, uh, call me quickly, reply to this email quickly, uh, oftentimes just picking up the phone and phoning that friend can tell you whether that was legit or not. Uh, and then the other thing is, that, as I mentioned before, I, I can't stress enough the use of a, a password a manager and enabling multi-factor authentication where possible. Those two things themselves can be very helpful in preventing anything from happening to you as an individual. And will give you peace of mind when an email comes in and says, hey, I got your password, it's this. You'll know that it's only the password for that one site and that that may be all they have. And in fact, you may also know because you may have received an email or a letter from that vendor saying, hey, unfortunately, our systems were compromised and your password was out there, which will prevent you from panicking, reacting, and, and having any bad thoughts when something happens. Look at the header of every email. Go to the top of every email and look at the header of who it comes from. If you recognize the sender and the email matches an email that you know for that person uh, specifically, and not just what it shows up at, but if you kind of highlight over the name, uh, that's that's a clear one to indicate, again, against uh, phishing and and uh, and those sorts of uh, activities. And then my, my second number one tip is always... A password manager, a password manager, it combined with two-factor authentication where applicable. Uh, those two things, um, I can't stress enough to our to our customers, to our to individuals, to my children. They all do that. Family. Um, that's that's one of my, my number one tips. And where possible, get trained. If you don't know how to identify uh, these sorts of things, ask your employer or look around the internet on how to take free training on identifying phishing type attempts or identifying fraudulent emails. When it comes to protecting your personal information from cyber attacks, Kevin had a few words of advice for the average internet user who's looking to protect themselves in the case of an attack like the one Sean experienced. Starting today, the best thing that people can do is get organized. And, and what that means is kind of if you have files scattered all over the place, it might be difficult for you to figure out what you've lost in the event of, of some sort of breach. So get organized, take an inventory of what's kind of on your computer, what you have, and what's at risk if you were to be compromised or if something were to happen. I'd say organize your files into kind of digital for folders, purge anything that you don't need, and Try to reduce your exposure if someone gets access to your systems. And then the last thing I would suggest that people do is, I'm going to say, kind of create a, a call list. Um, because if, if, you, if something does happen, you may have to reach out to a bunch of organizations. You may have to reach out to credit card companies to cancel your cards or financial institutions to put holds on your accounts. So, so create a call list, create a call list of people you might know. You may have family or friends that have IT experience or people within your own company that you can go to as a trusted source in the event of, uh, of an issue. And, uh, and make sure you have kind of their, their call list and their contact information uh, uh, on hand as, so that you, uh, you have that in the event of something happening. Ultimately, 
It's up to all of us to stay abreast of current cybersecurity knowledge and educate ourselves to keep our data safe. Kevin had a few final recommendations for people looking to take charge of their cybersecurity and avoid a potential hacking situation, whether as an individual or as an employee. Well, I think there's a couple approaches people can take there. Uh, one is if you I mean, immediately you can ask your employer if they provide any sort of security awareness training and uh, and participate in it and if they offer it. That training is often focused around email, which still is the largest vector for compromise today. Another good approach is is a lot of people are are active on social media platforms, whether that be YouTube or Instagram or LinkedIn or any of those. So find an expert on social media that that provides tips. We as a company provide weekly tips and helpful articles in our blog, but there's there's people out there like Danny Pihar um, who provides 60-second tips every week to to the average individual to to implement in their own cyber hygiene. And, and those are some of the things that people can do to help educate themselves. I, I often talk to individuals, and very few do, is backups, backing up your data somewhere else, testing that you have the backups and they work, and, and testing that they're offline. If you, if you think of something like uh, your iCloud account, if, you, if you're backing up to iCloud and you back up every night, then there's a good chance if your files get ransomed, you may be able to recover from that backup. Staying on top of your cyber hygiene doesn't have to be time-consuming, expensive, or complicated. As most of us spend a lot of time on the internet, we should be more conscious of the cyber threats lurking in the shadows and how we can protect our information from a potential breach. Here are a few of my top takeaways from today's episode with Shauna and Kevin. Never underestimate the sophistication and complexity of a modern hacker. As Shauna mentioned, many professional hackers today are operating with increasing sophistication and know-how. So as users, we need to think through a similar lens to protect our data from a breach. Phishing attempts are still some of the most common cyber attacks out there. Remain vigilant when it comes to emails from unknown addresses and always do your research before opening a link or file you're unsure about. Don't be afraid to do your own research and educate yourself on the risks associated with being an everyday internet user. There are plenty of tips, tricks, and educational resources available for free online, and you can always try encouraging your employer to provide security awareness training. Thank you to Shauna for sharing her story and to Kevin for offering those insightful tips. And thank you for listening to C-Suite. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Join me for the next episode airing on November the 11th. I'm Claudette McGowan. And remember, with over 4 billion of us online, we have to do everything possible to keep ourselves connected and protected.